welcome to Outback Travel. This is the podcast for advice and inspiration for planning trips to theme park attractions all around the world. My name is Stu and I'm just about resisting those Black Friday deals. I am Matt and I'm not. <laughs> oh, where are you going Matt? What have you booked? <laughs> oh no, I haven't booked any trips. I've just spent it all on things that I know I don't really need and I will regret by tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> anything exciting? Is it um... <laughs> mostly uh, mostly sample packs for my dwindling music career that is failing? Oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> let's cut this to that. Let's let's start again. Let's start again. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the plug. <sighs> Nothing would just go on from here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> How, how's your week been, Matt? Have you been up to much? Well, I did join the ECC and got my first uh, first drop magazine through. Which oh my exciting. goodness! What a geek! <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird because I I got the magazine. I started reading. I, I, my first thought was, why did I not do this ages ago? This is like everything in a magazine is brilliant. European Roller Coaster Club, obviously one of the many roller coaster organisations out there. The advantage of joining ECC is you get first drop, which is a uh, roller coaster magazine with lots of sexy pictures of roller coasters so it's a bit like looking at roller coaster porn how are you finding it matt uh, incredibly arousing no don't put that in <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got to say that that's amazing <laughs> well, Stu, what do you normally use to separate the pages <laughs> well it's got quite a glossy kind of shine so i think just like a sif wipe will do the trick <laughs> And at least then it's disinfected as well. If you get a dental wipe, maybe anti back, you know. Think at, least that. then, at least then you can clean it off and hand it to your friends. You know? That's it. Yeah. There's a hot yeah. Danish um, model in the, this uh, center spread of this uh, current issue, isn't there? <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> a little attractive Danish number. We're talking about Phoenix at uh, Far Up Summerland, which is obviously. The very sexy Nuva Camarilla case that opened at the Danish park this year. And that's the main kind of feature of the current issue. Um, yeah, I recommend it. I'm also a member of the ECC. I've been a member since the dawn of time before the internet when you used to get uh, news about what's happening in the roller coaster industry through magazines like First Drop. Is there any kind of connection to the, yeah, the inside sanctum? Of, of roller coaster <laughs> manufacturers so but it's still good it's it's amazing kind of how relevant it is and how there's still surprises in there that are not kind of on the internet they managed to kind of get ex- exclusive scoops yeah i found it really interesting um yeah and as i said i was thinking like i would i i love it now but i'd have loved this like you know in my teenage years you know just getting into ride geekery you know yeah would have been great how much was it, Matt, to join at this point? What's the? I've not. I just renew it automatically, so I don't know how much it is. I want to say just under thirty, but I can't quite remember. That's not bad because it's it, your membership would run for six issues of first drop. I do sound like I'm selling it. I don't. <laughs> I don't work. This for episode is sponsored by. <laughs> <laughs> You've got so, brand um, deals. Probably go for a couple of years. And obviously, as a member of the ECC, you get access to some amazing discounts. And um, obviously, you can't, I guess, join because of this, because you never know as the discounts are subject to change. But for the past kind of five years or so, uh, members have got free access to Groenland and Klamarden in Sweden. So really, really generous from those parks. And obviously, 
I've definitely done the Groningen mission myself. I know my brother Martin uh, from the YouTube channel Right I Die. He's done Clamarden as well as Groningen. So um, it's quite a really good offer. And obviously, if you do take advantage of those offers, make sure you spend loads of money in the parks to support them. So it, it can really be a saving, really, um, if you kind of join up. And as a little bonus, you get this magazine to be part of a, an organisation with like-minded people that enjoy roller coasters. So it's uh, definitely a, a great way of meeting people that share the interest in, in going to theme parks like yourself. So if you haven't joined, definitely consider it. And of course, there are many other fine roller coaster organisations out there, each with their own benefits and merits. <laughs> Those ones didn't pay us for a brand deal, though. They so. didn't, no. They didn't give us a free ticket to Groenland, so we're, we're not... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so fantastic um, yeah. Is there anything else Matt? No, no not much to be honest how about you? Yeah I've had quite a busy weekend really um, I've been to Drayton Manor's Christmas event which was exciting mm. it was a really good event so obviously it is aimed at children so if you're going expecting Shockwave or all the floor rides to be open you'd be a little bit disappointed it's obviously just Thomas Land the zoo but there are a few bits and pieces open around the park so the bounty is open um for the horsey ride which we can't pronounce it's got its uh, viking name and uh, accelerator was open as well so i've not been on accelerator before that's how long i've i think actually Matt, the last time i went straight man i was with you um, but how long ago was that was was benton not there when we went no we definitely went on g-force <laughs> so. yeah i want to say it was like to 2010 maybe i think that's probably about right is that 12 years since we've been to Drayton man that's crazy yeah i hadn't done ben 10 stash accelerator so i've uh, finally got on that and i was thinking i was getting my 599th roller coaster credit but it actually turns out there was a miscount and that was my 604th so oh. i missed i missed my 600th coaster oh man I mean, it's not a bad ride. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's just not your 600. Well, no. For those of you who don't know, some roller coaster enthusiasts do what they call cred counting, which they count how many roller coasters they've been on. Now, this we touched on this a couple of weeks ago. What is the definition of what makes a roller coaster? There's lots of uh, battle lines drawn over, over the definitions over the years. And there's uh, obviously when people get to milestones like that, 100 for your 200 obviously it's kind of customary to take a picture holding a, a bit of paper with the number on outside the ride entrance to kind of proclaim to the world how many roller cases you've conquered and uh, yeah I missed my 600 I'm absolutely wounded <laughs> and celebrate it because I was at 604 so I use a website to count mine because obviously to be honest I can't remember past 10 of something these days in my memories it is but uh, <laughs> I use the website coastercount.com and um, this is a, a little website that tracks how many rides you've been on and tells you how many. Now it applied a filter, which I hadn't realized. So it had a filter turned on that wasn't counting what they classify as unclassified rides, um, which was High in the Sky Seuss Trolley Train at Islands of Adventure. Now I think that's a roller coaster. I don't know about you, Matt but it's a Mac powered coaster. Yes, they kind of use it as a monorail, but it's still the Mac powered roller coaster system. So I think technically that counts as a credit. I'd, I'd say so. Although yeah. my opinions on credits are fairly lenient. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As you count the 
the disco rides. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the High in the Sky uh, Seuss Trolley Train is actually two credits because it's two separate roller coasters. There's two tracks. So that's a, a good one. So that was off. And also Snails at Great Yarmouth, which is totally a roller coaster. Uh, Google uh, Snails at Great Yarmouth, and you'll see what I mean. And it's a fancy fiberglass snail wearing a bow tie and a little top hat. That's what's on the cards. <laughs> I mean, for the bow tie and top hat alone, it's got to count as a credit. So uh, I definitely count snails. And the fourth one was the controversial Plopsaland Super Splash, which we talked about is definitely a roller coaster. It, it, it's obviously like the other Super Splashes that that particular manufacturer makes. I would count that as a roller coaster. So therefore, I've been on 604 roller coasters, not 599 as I thought. What roller coaster was my 600? Because I've done some really good ones this past 12 months that could have been great for the, the milestone occasion, like Velocicoaster, Iron Guazi, Taran for the first time this year and Fly. But sadly, it was a bit of a, a dud. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously 604 was Accelerator, 603 was Iron Guazi, 602 Icebreaker. Now 601 was Aerotrain, which is a Vacoma Junior coaster at Park St. Paul in France. <laughs> And my 600th coaster was Wild Train at Park St. Paul in France, which is a PAX rides thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty shambolic roller coaster, to be fair. So yeah, it wasn't a good one to be the milestone. I'm pretty gutted, to be honest, that it wasn't something spectacular <laughs> like Tarot or, or Velocicoaster. It has to be Wild Train. You were starting the road to 700 strong, though, with the Lost Coaster and all those stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So I have to write, now, now I've got the filters set to the proper thing. I won't, I won't miscount them this time. <laughs> do, do you reckon there's people out there counting Grand National as two credits? Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a hotly contested point because uh, obviously Grand National doesn't really have two tracks. It's uh, what they call a Mobius roller coaster. It's a one loop. It's just kind of confusing, isn't it? Even though there's two sides to the Grand National, it's probably a better way of phrasing it. But obviously, you only actually ride half of it. So it's technically half a cred if you're only written one side. You have to ride both sides to get the full cred. Yeah, so it could be people with half a cred as well as two creds that don't count. Yeah, but you see something like Steeplechase, that's a uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach, has three separate tracks. So that would be three credits if you've done all, all of the colours of Steeplechase. I had never thought of that. My count's just gone up by two. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to make it grow. That's how much of in life. <laughs> what are you on, sorry? 189. That's not bad. So we're, we're close to 200 then. So for those of you listening at home, let us know what was your latest milestone poster or did you have a bit of a dud like myself? Let us know in the comments. Obviously, this is your podcast. We're here for you. So if you have theme park trip questions or need advice please do get in contact with us you can contact us for our socials you can find us out on back travel on facebook instagram and youtube get involved get involved like the managing director of blackpool pleasure beach gets involved in smooth public relations <laughs> i should say that even though obviously there was i was disappointed that my discovering my cred count was uh, miscounted this weekend i did stay at the drake manor hotel for the first time and i really enjoyed it Oh, nice. Have you so stayed there yourself? I haven't, no. Um, I guess it's no. like in your back garden, isn't it? So there's no point in saying yeah. it, but just like over the fence. 
it really would be paying out money for nothing. I saw I saw you mentioned that the, the bar was open till 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, this is great. When we checked in, we uh, it was about 10 o'clock at the time. It wasn't too late. We we're just asking, like, oh, is the bar open? Because we, we quite fancied a shandy because, obviously, it was a special treat to be staying over. We wouldn't have to drive anywhere else for the evening. So uh, the guy was like, yeah, yeah, we have a, we have a 24-hour liquor license and gave us a wink. <laughs> and he said you know but it is a children's um hotel so you know the bar will close at 3 a.m <laughs> brilliant yeah so only at 3 a.m it's a kid's hotel you know nothing too late or wild just 3 a.m <laughs> <laughs> needs to stay i don't think we made it past half 10 <laughs> we're, we're locked in bed but yeah the hotel was great obviously I've stayed a lot at the Orton Towers hotels, especially with us having to staycation due to everything going on in the world over the past couple of years. I think I've stayed at Orton Towers hotels like about kind of or pushing kind of 10 times over the past kind of three years, really. So um, it was really refreshing to be somewhere different and it to be kind of nice that the Drake Manor Hotel's not built like a normal hotel. So the rooms are a bit of a funky kind of shape and they've got kind of nice things like there's a mini fridge in the room and there's a you don't normally get that in a UK hotel I guess and there's a sofa and really nice amenities and the breakfast was amazing the juice was actually juice I can't <laughs> tell you after like years of drinking the water that is the color of juice but somehow the consistency of I don't know like it's the juice has been faxed to the machine you know <laughs> It's crazy how nice it was. So, yeah. And they had um, uh, actors come around and talk to the kids. Uh, so they had, like, the fat controller from uh, Thomas Tank Engine and then one of his assistants come around and interact with the kids. It was really great to kind of see the entertainment going on in the hotel in the morning. Oh, nice. Is, it, is there a pool and a spa? No, no spa, no pool. Yeah. Just straight at Manor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness actually yeah the shower just thinking about this the shower thinking about getting wet the shower was amazing it had <laughs> the most ridiculous high pressure shower I've ever had you can definitely tell the people that built Stormforce 10 bought that shower <laughs> it was ridiculously wet <laughs> would you would you say it's better stopping at Drayton than it is stopping at the Alton hotels yeah definitely I think I might commute next time we're to stay at the Alton Towers <laughs> hotel <laughs> it's only about like 40 minutes in the car isn't it so uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's a really really nice hotel I mean I've not really I've not been straight at Manor for over 10 years as we previously discussed so uh, I've not stayed at the hotel before so it was really surprising how nice it was um I should probably talk about the event as well. <laughs> Let's just try and talk about my cred count. That's the most important thing. But uh, yeah, no, the event was great. For obviously, if you have, kind of, it's aimed at kids, so obviously, you know, it's a Christmas event for children. So you got to kind of go meet um, Father Christmas, of course. And it was quite a great kind of setup because inside the old Excalibur ride has uh, lots of kind of theming. The acting was absolutely fantastic. So went through different scenes on the way to meet Santa so you stopped with Mrs Claus who told you some stories about Christmas and sang a few songs and then uh, we went to we met an elf who helped us write a letter to Santa and then we got to see Santa in a really kind of cozy kind of way where there's only your group in there in the room at the time it's really kind of a cozy Santa interaction so definitely recommend it and obviously the best thing was 
well, the kids got little tokens to get a present. The adult got tokens to get a free hot chocolate. So I kind of argue with that. Buy me a hot chocolate and I'll sing the praises about your event. Very Christmassy to say it was the end of November. It put everyone in a good Christmas mood. But of course, they've got to ride troublesome trucks. They're always good in the world. <laughs> Do you know I think that's a credit I haven't got. Oh, no way. It's a good one. That's a credit I already had. So I wasn't adding it to the count, I'm afraid. But, uh, yeah, it's a really cool little funky kids ride. Yeah, I've heard good things about that one. I think it's the best Gerslauer in the UK, controversially. <laughs> Probably not that hard at this point, is yeah. it? <laughs> just, you just got to feel like you're not going around on square wheels and you probably must. <laughs> Maybe cut that bit. <laughs> so at the moment, we're looking at parks that are open during the winter. So if you're looking for a winter fix of adrenaline, where can you go? And this week, we're checking out Energylandia, who are in their first year of doing a proper winter event. So it's an exciting time. Park is open with the exception of the water rides and the Aqualantis section. So that does mean there's three quite significant uh, roller coaster credits missing. So Abyssus isn't running. Speed, the water coaster isn't running and light explorers isn't running. So it's a bit of a compromise. If you haven't been before to Energylander, it might be a deal breaker, but they obviously do have a metric fuck ton of rides. So <laughs> there's still lots of other things to keep you entertained, including obviously Zadra, the RMC roller coaster and Hyperion, the Interman hypercoaster are all running for winter. There's also some extra things to do, like there's ice skating, snow tubing, gingerbread decorating, there's a Christmas fair, a lantern trail, and you can meet Santa. So quite a lot going on. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a park I'm still yet to tick off. Um, but as you say, from what I know of Energylandia, I don't think it matters that a couple of the rides are shut because there's that much there to do. Yeah, so obviously you've not been to Energylandia, Matt. Would this put you off kind of going for uh, December or, or January that um, the, some of the rides would be closed? Uh, not at all, no. It's no. Kind of, is it good knowing in advance that uh, those rides would be kind of closed? Yeah, I think so. I think you can prepare and make a, make a judgment on the trip based on that. If it is going to be a big problem for you not getting all the creds in one go, then obviously hold off. Um, but I think it's for the price. If, if you can get a good price for it, it's worth doing twice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the admission is fantastic. So it's around uh, 99 uh, Zlotti to kind of go for one day for this event. So that works out around £18.20. So really, really like fantastic value. 99 slutty. I can't even get one slutty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then this these day this is based on <laughs> I get your slutty out of my head now. <laughs> this is based on the 8th to the 10th of December. So going on Thursday the 8th. The flight times were an absolute nightmare for this. You can get much cheaper flights, but you have to be wary of those timings. It, it means that you probably have to spend an extra day on a hotel night to try and sync it up, see so there for the park opening. Quite tricky to do. So for whatever reason, Thursday had the best flight times kind of going out and come back again, but it did mean it was a little more expensive. So the flight was £72 for a Ryanair flight, can you believe it? <laughs> I won't be getting any scratch cards. 
I didn't know they had a first class, but there we go. Car hire there. This is where you make the money back. So the car hire is £25 for the whole car for uh, three days, which works out, again, on two sharing, £12.98. As always with these trips, if you put more people in the car, it will make it a little bit more cheaper per person. The hotel I've picked is the Western Camp, which is the semi-slightly official accommodation of Energylandia. So it's great. It's a Wild West themed kind of town. So it's got a really great atmosphere. There's a great restaurant, which you do get your breakfast included. And it does fantastic uh, drinks on the night. This is staying inside a sheriff's cabin. So you don't have to worry about being in a teepee. You do get walls and plumbing with this one. And it's £64 per person. And two day tickets to the event come out just over £36. All in all, the trip comes to £185. 48 pence per person based on two sharing. What do you think about it? Trip it or skip it? See, I haven't I haven't chosen a, a, a skip it yet, I don't think, but I'm gonna say trip it again. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong really. The the amount of creds you're gonna get, even with a few things shut, is well worth doing. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good price. Um, obviously, because I've been to Energylandia, I'd be absolutely fine with some of those attractions not being available. So I would probably go for it. Uh, it's quite good to get Western Camp at that price now. It's Western Camp's become very expensive. Um, seen definitely seen a price hike with the popularity hike of Energylandia. So it's quite a good place to stay because you do get um, the little tram that takes you to and from the park which is really good. But the park, if you did want to walk, is only a five, 10 minute walk and it goes right past McDonald's. So it's very convenient. <laughs> Do they ever have days at Energylandia where, you know, it, within the season where you might not want to go there because it's so busy or they can't deal with the crowds? Energylandia is pretty good at soaking up the crowds generally because obviously it's so massive and they have so many rides. It's just a bit ridiculous how big it is. So... I think it's pretty good at, at managing the queues. Um, never really seen reports of like horrendous queues, but obviously if you haven't had a different experience out there and listen to podcasts, do let us know what was the longest you queued at Energylandia for something. I think even when it is quiet, you might have to, it does take like 10, 15 minutes to get on the rides because the queues are so long in terms of actual physical distance and they don't really kind of open the, a shorter version of the queue or a shortcut you have to walk all the way around and some of them like Zadra you have to go up and down massive staircases it's like a right kind of a trek to get there is it longer than flies queue line oh yeah definitely (laughs) it's like walking to the end of Fantasyland and back again (laughs) if there was like about five staircases in in Monster to go up and down for no reason (laughs) Well, I was looking at the Angelandia trip. Obviously, the car hire is fantastic value at the moment. I mean, £25 for two days is, is incredible. Uh, when you're kind of thinking of hiring a car on a trip, um, there is some pitfalls to avoid, really. I don't want anyone to get kind of caught out. For example, looking at these same dates, so it was the 8th to the 10th of December, uh, to get a hybrid car. So it's the same car, but it had three different price points. So provider A was charging £49.75 for the hire, provider B was charging £56, and provider C was charging £86. So you think, like, which is the best deal? Well, we should the cheapest one, surely, yeah? Go 
pay the, the least amount. Well, it's always worth checking, like I say, just having a little peek at the terms and conditions. And this particular search is on the website of Podo, which is really good because it shows you very clearly the, the kind of hidden fees. So for any car hire, you will have to put a security deposit down. And these can be really, really huge amounts of money to kind of put down. Um, you can't do it on a debit card or a prepaid card. If you had like a travel card, it has to go on a credit card. Most providers will not accept anything other than the credit card. And it has to be in the name of the lead driver on the booking. So Matt couldn't put it on his credit card for me to drive the car. It'd have to be, if I was driving the car, the credit card would have to be in my name. So you have to make sure essentially that you've got a credit card with enough funds available for them to take the, the hold. Um, in this particular example, provider A, the security deposit is £1,032. Remember, these are for the same car and for the same amount of time. Provider B was charging £946 and provider C was charging £602. So it might be worth thinking about paying the extra to go with provider C just so you're putting the least security deposit down. I think other things to look out for with car hire is uh, considering the pickup location. Is it in the terminal? Do you have to get a bus to go to where the car will be? And also consider the mileage allowance. Like, is it a limited mileage? So if you're doing a big road trip, perhaps like across America or around Europe, can you drive the car for a limited amount of miles or is there a limit to the daily mileage you can do? So all things to think about when, when hiring a car, don't always go for the cheapest one. Have a little look deeper into the terms and conditions and make sure you're kind of getting the best deal for yourself. On any of your trips, ever had any serious trouble with car hire? Uh, probably, yeah. I can't think of a funny one, though. What do you reckon? Have you got anything to add about, what about yourself and car hire? No, I'm, I'm too nervous to drive in Europe, so I always jump in somebody else's. <laughs> <laughs> Has Tom had any problems hiring the car in Europe? No, we had. Oh, what was it? Oh, we nearly, we nearly missed going through to security because there was such a queue to give, to sign everything back in. Yeah. On one of the trips, it was just so, so long that we, we thought we were going to be late for the flight. But other than that, no. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Obviously, make sure if you do have a car, it's going to add extra faff time onto arriving and, and going back, essentially. So make sure you always leave plenty of time. Okay, then. So what's going on in the world of theme parks? Good question. Good question, indeed. <laughs> Well, Foot Park are retracking Colossus, which was announced on TikTok, which was quite a surprise to everyone. Yeah, I, d I did not see that one coming, to be honest. I've seen both sides of the, the coin on this. People saying, oh, the, the ride's iconic for Foot Park because it was their first big ride. And therefore, it's right that they should retrack it to keep it going. And other people saying, well, it's a bit rubbish. Maybe they could use that money they're spending on the retrack to put some flat rides in, especially as, you know, you've got poor Slammer stood there rusting away. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Slammer. Pull one out for Slammer. It's a weird one because I, I guess it's something that you can't predict, but it depends how much of a difference the retract makes. Yeah. I, I'm only saying that when I think of the big one because I know the retract sections of that every now and again. And to me, it just still feels very, very rough. It's interesting. And obviously talking about Blackpool, we had an amazing uh, moment where the, the managing director and I guess owner of Blackpool Pleasure Beach put her foot in it on Twitter, tweeted that uh, she was, thank you all to the Pleasure Beach team for a great season, but we are still missing hashtag Valhalla. What is going on is clearly hidden from me. 
<laughs> and then she talked about the Christmas grotto and the panto and stuff. But yeah, so she pretty much said she didn't know what was going on with Valhalla, which obviously, as you can imagine with Twitter, everyone was very reasonable and ununderstanding. <laughs> it's a lovely place, Twitter. <laughs> So, so yeah, she, she got ripped a new one, which is kind of crazy, really. Everyone was kind of given a quite a harsh time. Um, but essentially, she kind of eventually said that she did know what was going on. And it's down to Brexit that uh, essentially they can't get the bits to repair or, or refurbish the rides. The parts take too long to come. So that's why the ride's been delayed. And the park obviously got some criticism that if they knew this, they should have maybe updated... Um, the website or put out a message to say that this was the case and the ride wouldn't be opening in 2022 as it clearly hasn't because the season's now finished I think it's a uh, it's a shame but I think whatever whatever does happen with Valhalla you know it's a world-class water ride I think it'll be worth the wait in the end yeah definitely I mean I love Valhalla as well it is ridiculously wet um, it's always one I do wear a poncho on yeah, so as it is uh, ridiculously moist and it being in Blackpool, it's always like freezing afterwards as well. So it's definitely one I probably poncho and haystack dryer at the end, <laughs> double approach, double prong approach. <laughs> but it's worth it because it is just a bonkers ride with the big fireballs and it's ridiculous how wet and how big the drops are. So yeah, hopefully when it does reopen eventually, it's all singing or dancing because it, it's uh, it is a great ride. We also had the music Great Yarmouth Pleasure Beach are retiring their log flume. So essentially they put a big statement up on their Facebook page to say that unfortunately due to the ever-growing maintenance work needed to keep the ride running safely, they've made a difficult decision to remove it this winter. Once the ride has been dismantled, they'll be liaising with the local council to discuss a replacement. Sad times for the, the iconic salty Great Yarmouth log flume because uh, it was obviously used water from the sea so it was quite a, a salty one <laughs> i only ever remember the snails did you <laughs> have you got the snails credit then yeah well i got it when i was a kid hey it's a very long time ago i don't remember a log flume. i remember a, a um what you call them like a virginia wheel thing is that what you call yeah, them yeah they've got a virginia wheel i don't think i counted them on my cred count either oh, during, I this show, back and add them. <laughs> during this show alone i've earned four creds <laughs> how do you feel about the log flume i also went to great yarmouth as a child so got lots of kind of good memories of going on it as a kid i get that it's sad for people that it's going obviously log flumes are kind of classic aren't they it's a classic staple of a theme park and it's it's sad that they're all kind of disappearing hopefully they replace it with something good Great Yarmouth Pleasure Beach, they tend to do what Adventure Island are doing. A lot of the rides are copied. <laughs> if Adventure Island gets a disco, they got a disco. And they got a Eurofighter. That's exactly where I was going. Adventure Island <laughs> got a Eurofighter. So maybe, and that replaced their log flume. So you never know. Maybe mm, could be. Get off Pleasure Beach are thinking, oh, well, Adventure Island put Rage where the log flume was. Maybe we should get a Eurofighter and we'll see something like that. I guess that's an easy ride to fit in that kind of plot i don't think you can run it off salty water though <laughs> to get a, some kind of kit to adapt it <laughs> <laughs> i think one of the best things about the look from at great Yarmouth was that the final splashdown soaked the kind of pathway because it wasn't in the park it was outside the park like yeah. kind of by itself on a, a pond so it could kind of catch people out unexpectedly with just walking past, suddenly <laughs> getting like a big splash from the, the log flume kind of splashing down. So 
that's sad that that's gone because that was fun to watch people uh, unexpectedly get a soaking. As you can imagine, the patrons of Great Yarmouth have taken this calmly and respectfully on Facebook. There is over 1,600 comments and I've read through everyone to select the best, which we have put together in a little montage for you, which we're calling... <laughs> How salty do you want to be about the log flume? <laughs> yes! <laughs> which we'll perform for you now and we hope you enjoy it. Very sad day when that's gone. So many memories, laughter and tears. This is sad news. Like most things, it probably comes down to money or rather lack of crying emoji. Sad to see it go, but won't be sad not to have a wet bum at the end of every session. It's the end of an era. Oh no, how will I tell George? You just lost a customer. Big mistake. There are loads of bigger and better theme parks, but we come back to Pleasure Beach because of the log flume. We won't visit anymore now, sadly. You can't have a fairground without a log flume. It's like having a fucking chippy that doesn't sell chips. Exasperated emoji. Am I the only one not sorry to see it go? Compared to other log flumes I've been on, I thought the experience of the ride was bland. No features to look at whilst floating around. Just found it a bit boring. I remember going on it back in about 2008 with four other mates. Myself being 13 stone and the three others being of somewhat portly with muffin tops and food babies and one quotation mark. Finlad. Needless to say that roughly 83 stone managed to stop the ride. It was more like a submarine flume as the heaviest one was at the front. Sorry to the management. Why would you get rid of one of your best rides at the Pleasure Beach? That log flume is so unique and it's classic. Unlikely to visit again, TBH. You're getting rid of one of your best rides. Bad decision, GYPB. Well, they just explain why they're getting rid of it. Rhetorical question, hun. This is the main ride that makes the trip and the cost worthwhile. Think again. No, you can't. There must be a law somewhere. Stop it. Soon there will be no log flumes left in the UK. This actually breaks my heart. Broken heart emoji. Thinking of the memories of this ride, Sad tears emoji. Well, I'm never going back to Yarmouth. Great Yarmouth likes this comment. Well, thank you again, Matt, for, for being my co-pilot on this flight. No problem. Thank you for having me, and I shall see you next week. You certainly will. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget, you can get this podcast on the ACAST network, which means you can get it anywhere you get your podcast. So Apple, Spotify, Amazon. Please download us. Tell all your friends and have a lovely week. And remember, stay safe on the way out and back. Bye. Bye. Cheers, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs>